0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to another fun-filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. This opening day weekend, baby, real life and living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lea McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
0: You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kina's over here on the IG.
1: Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chica- Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Also, you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports? You could do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, WARR on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance. Your support.
0: Like, share,
1: subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun and we have very definite opinions. If You have a question or comment during our two hour extravaganza? You can go to Sports Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But decide to troll or do something stupid or just play a fool, I've mm-hmm. given Lakina full permission, full power to give you the mm-hmm. Bill and Beer boot. Bye bye. Love when she says that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. is speaking of giving people the boot, the Chicago Bulls, as we kick off this Friday edition of Second City Sports, the 45 and 35 Chicago Bulls will host the Charlotte Hornets tonight at 7 p.m. at the United Center for their final home game of the regular season. The Chicago Bulls, for the last few months, have been disappointing. Why, you ask? Does the 6-14 record over the last 20 games 14 record over the last 20 games says something. It does. That means you'd have been playing good. Mm-hmm. And you're on four against the Heat, on four against Philadelphia, and on four against Milwaukee. What well, does that tell you? You're not very good against 500 teams. What? Watching, wa- watching that 117.94 shellacking from the Boston Celtics on Wednesday told me a couple of things which shouldn't that be surprising for those of you that have been listening and watching our show and follow Chicago Bulls basketball closely. The Chicago Bulls have been having problems defensively all year, especially on the pick and roll, and letting any and everyone and their mama go straight up to the basket with no challenge. Number two, DeMar DeRozan has been having an MVP-like type season. But what whatever he said before, Lakina? someone has to step in and step up. And that role has been inconsistent outside of Zach Levine all season long. Nikolai Vujicic? Yes, I defended him on this show many times throughout the season by saying that uh, everything should not be blamed on him. Yes, I know he was the first ship uh, to fall into place in terms of his nucleus when we acquired him last year from the Orlando Magic. Now the ship, SHIP, maybe has sailed. And also, what I... Now, witness or didn't witness during Wednesday night's Gillick from the Boston Celtics was the the fans at the United Center. Now, before you go in on me, let me explain. I know the United Center is happening, especially now this year that the Bulls are winning. We have our our age group and younger age group, our younger age group, are knowledgeable basketball fans, not just Bulls fans, but knowledgeable basketball fans. But something that annoyed me and a, a little bit, and maybe I'm in over my head. Unless you saw something or heard something like Kenna, please let me know. But the uh, I did not hear not one single displeasure from the Chicago Bulls fans during that shellacking on Wednesday. What do you mean, Sid? I'm glad you asked. I did not hear not one single boo from the Chicago Bulls faithful. Now, I'm not going to tell you how to fan because people have the right to do what they want to do, to do long as you don't cross the line. Now we've seen empty seats before. We've seen stuff put up on social media. We we hear questionable comments on sports radio, but for one time, just one time only, Lakina, I wanted to hear—if not the whole entire 22,000 faithful at the UC, maybe just a core of it start to boo. Well, sir, why would you boo this team that brought basketball back to Chicago? Glad you asked. There is a standard that this team has created. With winning basketball, what we saw the other night has been unacceptable. I'm
0: gonna, you just gonna sit write. There and
1: tell you're gonna sit there and tell me that the Boston Celtics are that much better than the Chicago Bulls. Hell no, it's one, one, of
0: those and one more
1: thing, and one more thing that that really told the story. Lequine, I don't know if you called it the presser of Zach Levine. He said that was the one word that pointed out to me that, that was pointing out to me. And Jason Goff and Kendall Gill said it on the NBC Sports Chicago Bulls post games game show on Wednesday. What was that word? Disconnect!
0: It's sort of one of those things where you kind of wonder, okay, what is going on here? Is it because mentally they're exhausted? Maybe physically they're exhausted? Everyone's banged up and such, you know, in some form. So I think maybe frustration has mounted, and I think with everything this team has gone through, with COVID and with injuries and guys getting out of the lineup, I mean, there's a lot, there's really a lot of consistency. Here, like there hasn't been like this whole you know, cohesive unit. I mean, they've only played as a cohesive unit, and pretty much everyone's virtually healthy maybe like four or five games. So now Alonzo's done for the year, it looks like. And now, you know, Zach, you know, even though he's playing very well, you can tell his team started to get frustrated. DeMar's getting frustrated, Vooch is getting frustrated. So it's sort of one of those days where I think this is one of those days where maybe you know these the season's hurry up and get done, and maybe these two get these two games left, get the you know, try to finish strong. You know, try to get that six, yeah, fifty, I should say. And I think you can't. I think you can't be boss. I know some people say, "I say, you know, would you rather get Philly or boss?" I think at this point, I think you'd rather have boss because you actually beat boss a couple of times this year. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you know, President Obama, was a big Bulls fan, former President Obama was there, and you know, a couple of the a couple of other uh, folks. You know, I think a couple of, of Bears were there too. You know, from the Chicago Bears, they were there. I know Justin Field was there, and a couple of other guys. I think Mooney was there too. So yeah, I, I can kind of see why people are getting frustrated. But look, this is why I n- I never raise my expectations. My I always tempered them because I knew that this team was gonna be, you know, one of those you know, one of those instances where you know that that team was probably like maybe good against some of the good teams, you know, but but not not great teams. And our our, our buddy Vernon Fairly here, you know, he says the Bulls equal the twenty twenty one White Sox. I wouldn't go that far yet, but I think that, you know, the the White Sox, you know, they haven't really dealt with – especially Eloy, they haven't really dealt with any injuries. They didn't really they, – they have, like, other guys, you know, like I said with Eloy and a couple others, but, you know – The Sox won their division.
1: The Bulls haven't done that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so and I think that's another thing. So I think it's sort of like it's kind of let, – let's not compare this team to the, the 2021 uh, White Sox. But here, I, I feel like, you know what, at this point, I think, you let's just finish up the season get a few days off before the playoffs start. You got to wait on, you know, the plans got to pull, you know, got to, you know, go got to take place and such. So kind of, you know, rest and recharge, try to maybe get everybody sort of like, you know, back into it. Excuse me, I think, it's so, I think that, like, you know, this is what a long season does. Frustration set in, you know, there's a lot of, you know, anxiety and such. So I think this is where all this is kind of like starting to manifest. And this is what we're seeing right now.
1: You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in 11, color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. We are talking about the Chicago Bulls, and we'll get to the rest of the NBA in just a moment. Lakina, I get what you're saying in terms of everybody is frustrated, everybody is tired, but the 31 other teams are saying the same thing, okay? And for this Bulls team, I'm with you as far as the expectations, but still, Lakina, You want to hit your best stride going into the playoffs. Right now, the Bulls haven't done that. They won only eight games, I believe, since the All-Star break. That's inexcusable. Now, I'm with you as far as jumping on the bandwagon early in the year as far as this team could possibly do what the Phoenix Suns did last year. We told you guys, hold on. But it still gives no excuse looking at the situation right now. That you're playing luster basketball. And from what I saw the other night, maybe because they thought they were, they escaped the play in tournament, they think it's, they could just uh, take it easy. That's the impression I got the other night. Lakina, I know the Bulls are in the playoffs. They don't have to play any extra play in games, but this team hasn't done a damn thing yet to earn the right to coast. You're not Philly. You're not Boston. You're not Phoenix. So if that was the attitude they carried out there on that court the other night, they deserve what they got.
0: I don't know the, I don't think that was the attitude that they were going for, and I feel like I think I kind of you're, – you're acting like Bulls Twitter, Sid, and I think yeah, you're you are may need to kind of step back a little bit because, look, I, I'm not defending this team. I think, look, yeah, you raised some good points, and some of the other teams have raised some good points. But, look, we don't know what this team is going to be. I mean, yes, do you want to keep that momentum going into the playoffs? Sure, but we've seen times where teams have the momentum, but then they, you know, they're off about a week, and then they go to the playoffs, they get swept in the first round. So we've seen it, you know, go in all different types of directions. I think they just need to kind of just take a couple of steps back, rest up, rest Demar, rest Zach, so you can rest that knee. Rest Vooch, you know, if you want to, you know, get AO, get get IO, and you know P Will and all those guys rest. You know, Al- Al- Alex, you know, Caruso, because that back's still bothering him too. <laughs> so look, they've had they've had to deal with injuries, they've had to deal with you know, guys going in and out the lineup. There hasn't there, there's nothing been the cohesive about this team. Yes, that was a great, you know, you know, that was a great one they went to early in the season, but they weren't able to manifest it because of COVID, because of injuries. Guys getting in and out, Lonzo, you know, his knee, and, um, you know, Caruso's wrist, and now he's back. I mean, there's been, like, there hasn't been anything cohesion. I think that's sort of been the thing here, and I think people need to kind of just take a step back and tip their expectations. I don't know what folks' expectations were early in the season. I thought, look, as long as they get into the playoffs, avoid the play, fine. They've already accomplished that for me. So for if you guys thought that you know that they could win the championship knowing that this team still has some weaknesses, hey, that's on y'all me, I know what this team is and I know what how this team is what this team is going through and, you know with injuries and such yes, other teams are going through the same thing but hey look look what's happening in Brooklyn right now. they get you know, they got Kyrie finally playing consistently and now they're still they're still they're still trying to find their rhythm you know Boston's you know in and out I mean I don't, I don't think they'll be able to hang on to their you know their hot streak and such. You know, the Heat, they got the number one seed. Now they've won five in a row. Milwaukee, we'll see how they look during, you know, into the, going into the playoffs. We'll see how Toronto looks and such. You know, Cleveland's starting to go, you know, to kind of, you know, taper off a little bit as I figured they would. They're now in the playing it. So yeah, I think every team has like some various intricacies and very nice various wings as early all through this season. So I think it's not just the Bulls. So I think I would I take offense with what people say. Oh, well. Well, what were you expecting? If you're expecting to win a championship, knowing that this team still has some flaws, like I said, that's on you.
1: Uh guy, Vernon Fairly checks in again on uh on Facebook, Sports on Chicago on Facebook. He says they're kind of like the Lakers, but in the playoffs, lol. You may be right, but here's the thing. We'll like say we'll get to the Lakers in just a couple of minutes. But Lakina uh, uh on the serious tip, as the kids would say. Uh, They met my expectations, too. Remember, over the summer, I told you, and we did our preview show with our crew, I told you between 46 and 48 victories, and uh, they have 45 right now. Assuming they win one of these next two games, they'll match uh, my expectations. My problem is you're not hitting your best right going into the playoffs, and you can't afford to give games away. And from and what Zach Levine said at his presser the other night after the loss against Boston, there's a disconnect. Uh, that's a problem to me. Yes, something that goes on your head, coach. But if you're if you're a player on the Bulls roster right now, one through twelve, you got to look yourself in the mirror.
0: Maybe so, but I also counteract by saying you know you got you got guys going in and out the lineup. we got you know there hasn't been any kind of cohesion and you know, consistency. That's another problem. So if you're not having the same you know starting lineup, you know every game or almost every game, you know, guys, you're resting and stuff. So that happens. You're not going to have that. You're going to have that disconnect. So like I said, I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying that that's the reality. So I, I feel like, you know, I think, you know, I see, you know, I can see why. Look, Zach's been there. Look, he had to sit for a couple of weeks, you know, due to COVID and such. So, you know, I think he knows, you know, where it's coming from. So, yeah, I, I think I would sort of like, you know, tell folks, look, well, let's just take a deep breath, you know, finish these last couple of games against Charlotte and, and Minnesota and just, you know, trying to see if this team kind of fix their stuff, you know, they get a few days off before they start the playoffs. So hopefully, you know, this could, you know, get to, you know, this drive going here.
1: You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, talking Bulls in the NBA. We have a special guest coming up for you guys at the bottom of the hour Titus Williams from WVON AM in Chicago. He hosts a sports show called The Fundamentals, which airs every Friday from 9 p.m. to midnight Central Standard Time on WVON and the iHeartRadio app. He'll come on. Uh, in our next segment to talk Bulls in Chicago sports and about his new sports show, The Fundamentals. Lakina, let us uh, jump into the NBA quickly. uh, As we are in the last weekend, as you mentioned, of the regular season, LeBron James and crew of the Los Angeles Lakers, they're officially out of the playoff contention uh, with their loss at Phoenix on Tuesday. Of course, LeBron James's ankle is uh, t- too sore, and so he's going to miss uh, the remainder of the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Davis will follow suit as well. Lakina is a mess in Los Angeles right now. Uh, Frank Vogel. Now reports are out saying that he's going to get the boot at the end of the year. We told you guys this in the last few months. If the, sh- if the ship was going to uh, be sinking, someone had to pay for it. It's going to be Frank Vogel. But who else is going to pay for it? Will it be Russell Westbrook? Will they flat out cut him? Uh, will GM Rob Pelinka get a chance to rebuild this squad on the fly? Or will he get the boot too?
0: That's going to be the thing here. And I, and I feel like Look, I I know you're looking back on it. I know because I've been hearing like different, you know, podcasts and shows all week. You know, people saying that, who is the blame for all this? Is it LeBron? Is it, you know, the brass? Is it, you know, Polinka and all those?
1: Magic Johnson.
0: Magic. I mean, oh, yeah. Apparently, Magic's (laughs) being blamed. Like, wait, how the hell? Like, I'm sure he's like, wait, how did I get in the middle of this? But (laughs) I I think, you know, I think there's plenty of blame to go around, I feel like, because you know, you could have gotten, you could have gotten, you know, Demar Derozan. He wanted to go come back to Los Angeles because that's where he grew up. You, you could have had Buddy Heald, among a few others. So, but no, you decided to go with Russell Westbrook, who didn't fit your system, and then you're gonna try to make it work. It didn't. You got rid of, you know, various other guys. You know, Caldwell Pope. You know, you got rid of him and and such. So, you know, and there's plenty of go plenty good around. It's not just all on LeBron. Yeah, this is the bronze team that you know he put together. I'm doing the air quotes here, but this is another one of those things where hey, look, y'all didn't have to listen to him. I mean, look, he left. He left a really good situation in Miami to try to build a team with the Lakers. You know, now that you know he's kind of waving a white flag, if you will. But then you got injuries, you know, to AD and such. So it's just a whole mess in in Lakerland. And well, we'll see what happens. Good, the offseason is going to be very interesting.
1: Yes, our guy Vernon checks in one more time uh, on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. Anthony Davis should be out; otherwise, he literally fall apart. Fall apart the last game. He falls apart more, more than Jenga. a piece from Jenga. Jenga.
0: Oh <laughs> gosh, nice. Well, here's the thing, though. There have been some reports. Some people said some Bulls fans said they wanted to come here in Chicago. Maybe get rid of. Maybe you know, you know, uh, you know Kobe White and maybe P. Will and probably even Boots to Bring your AD. You okay? Fine. You really want to bring AD in? you know, with all the injuries and such, you know, like, you know, the, the, the Jenga reference that Vernon just said, do y'all really mm-hmm. want that?
1: <sighs> I don't, uh, yeah. I saw, I believe it was Joe Cowley that put that out there a couple weeks ago. He's the Bulls beat writer from the Chicago sometimes. He put that out there a couple of weeks ago and everybody had an opinion of it from Bulls Twitter. I didn't, I, I didn't chime in because I'm like you, Lakina. It sounds nice, but Anthony Davis is injury prone and and We heard the st- stories are now coming out that uh, he wasn't in shape going into last year. And it looks like he wasn't in that great of shape going into this year. That's why he's still entry prone. So do you really mm-hmm. want that as your Bulls team trying to take that next step? Do you want a, a, a player like that? I love him personally, but for a player like that, that you thought the franchise was his as far as uh, taking it away from a LeBron, he hasn't shown that yet. Do you want that on your team as mm-hmm. of right now? No. No,
0: no, you wouldn't. So, yeah. So a lot of real strange things going on there. And of course, you know, with, you know, finishing up the regular season and, and such, you know, there are some games. We're not going to go like game by game, you know, because mm-hmm. there's really most of the games at this point are really not that important. It's more for seating. There's still a lot of seating to be decided. Boston and Memphis, you know, that's the first game for the Sunday night, you know, doubleheader on TNT, especially Sunday night doubleheader, if you will, at six o'clock on Sunday. So that could still be some, you know, positioning here. So we'll see with Boston. We'll mm-hmm. see where that happens. There also to Golden State, in New Orleans. Um, you know they they they've been playing pretty well. Golden State has you know, that, you know. It looks like Steph will be back for the playoffs and such, so that helps them. Also, too, they got the game uh, day before on Saturday. They, tomorrow they got Golden State. The Golden State they got go at San Antonio on NBA TV. That's the first. That's second half, I should say, of that doubleheader on NBA TV tomorrow. So it'll be very interesting to see you know how this you know the positioning and such goes.
1: Yes, and the playing tournament will kick off on April 12th. It will end next Friday, April 15th, for both the Eastern and Western Conferences. As the regular season, as Lakina mentioned, will end on Sunday. The Bulls schedule one more time uh, their regular season home finale tonight against the Charlotte Hornets at 7 p.m. at the United Center. And the Bulls will wrap up their uh, regular season at Minnesota against the Timberwolves on Sunday night at 7.30 p.m. When we return, Titus Williams, uh, co host of the sports show on WVON's The Fundamentals, will join us to talk about the Bulls and much more. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from CJ McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex Dabrinkit had the shootout winner, Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Barn & Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in live in color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid LaQuina here with you as we await our guests. LaQuina, let, let's stick with the basketball, but let's go back to the college uh, game as the as the twenty one twenty two season wrapped up uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, the other night. It's March Madness. Uh, comes to an end with North North Carolina blowing a 15 point lead at halftime as the Kansas Jayhawks' Bill Self and Company takes the title by the score of 72 to 69. Lakina, we talked about this on our show on Friday. Uh, it was, it was uh, the rebounding for North Carolina. I thought it was going to be key in control the pace of play. Uh, I thought it was going to be key. McCormick is a stud on the flip side for Kansas. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, interview with Tracy Wilson at halftime with Hubert Davis. He was fired up. He acted like he wanted to play. Uh, mm-hmm. North Carolina came out on fire early. As I mentioned, they led by 15, but the Kansas Jayhawks uh, uh, got together and said, enough of this, and they really turned it around in that second half. Which more do you favor of North Carolina choking or Kansas uh, getting themselves together?
0: I mean, it could both could be true. I mean, you know, the, the shots were hitting for North Carolina early on in the game, and you know, nothing was falling for Kansas. So if you watched the game, it was a tale of two halves for them and for both teams. In, in fact, so the Tar Heels, you know, they had they were hitting those shots, you know, like crazy. But then McCole got banged up again with the foot. We'll get to the, the, the issue with the flooring at that you know at that arena in a second. But you know, he got banged up. But then you know, Monica actually slipped and probably could have set up for that three pointer that would have tied it. Um, so, you know, Love, Kayla Love actually went ahead and took that shot. And I think, you know, McCormick got a piece of that. So it, it's just sort of one of those things where, yeah, both could be true. I mean, Ove Obachi, you know, one, you know, most, you know, most, uh, most outstanding player. He, you know, got it together the second ha- half for, for them. And, uh, you know, he should have a nice, you know, trophy case there too, because he won the big 12 conference player of the year. You know, on that, ter- in that P- big 12 tournament, he won he won most outstanding player, and of course, one most sending player in the uh, in the tournament, the final four, you know, this past Monday, the only player to do that, well, the last player to do that, do, to do that was Shane Battier back in 0-1 for Duke. So, you know, that that is pretty cool there. And look, I mean, you know, Bill Self, however you feel about him, I know some people want to bring up, you know, that you know the you know the FBI investigation, and they got you know all that stuff, you know, level one violation. It's not going to affect this team because, you know, a lot of those guys weren't even on – most of all the guys were not on this team. So, I think that's – people need to kind of, you know, get off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, for our buddy Vernon, you know, keep 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 your comments coming, Vernon. He said that the night that the Tar Heels had the cry and Jordan mean themselves. So, yeah, <laughs> that kind of was sort of like that. But, uh, yeah, so – but it was t- definitely a total team after the comeback. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, David McCormick, who had that – who got a piece of that, you know, three-pointer that and love trying to – Tried to shoot that would have tied the game. You know he mm-hmm. put together a nice little run here. You know, excuse me, Christian Braun, who actually started that run. He hit that big three to kind of start that run going for Kansas. So he was. You probably could have made a case for him to win MVP. Also Remy Martin, who got 14 off the bench, mm-hmm. who won a couple of big shots to kind of you know, keep the league going for Kansas. So there were a lot. This was a total team effort, and I think I think I think North Carolina just kind of ran out of gas. I feel like.
1: Uh, they did. And I, t- and I also said it as well that a couple of guys from that team needed to step up. One of them was RJ Davis. Remember he got in foul trouble in, in, in last Saturday's uh, national semifinal game against Duke. Uh, he only scored 15 points on five of 17 shooting. You mentioned Caleb Love, who, who might be one of the best players in the country during this tournament. He only had 13 points on five of 24 shooting. And so
0: Yeah, all the shots that they were hitting that, you know, prior, you know, during the tournament, they weren't hitting in the second half. So Mm -hmm. I guess I said I think it was probably fatigue.
1: All right. Joining us right now, he's the co-host of the WVUN sports show called Fundamentals. You can catch that show every Friday from nine. P.M. to 12 a.m. Central Standard Time on WVON AM 1690 in Chicago. For those of you outside the Chicago area, you could download a free iHeartRadio app. Just search for w- WVON and you can ca- uh, catch the show right there. I've known this guy for years as I started working, getting back into this business, working with the Dean David Show in the Saturday Afternoon Show. He is the first guy, literally, that let me and our crew. Uh, in the building working out, I am as a, as a grad assistant and we, we love to see people that we work with like him that we know doing great things. Let's pre let's please uh, bring him on to second city sports live in living color right here on sports. on Chicago, Mr. Titus Williams, Titus, welcome to the show. How are you? My hey, man. Thank, hey. you,
5: thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate that honor. Thank you for the great introduction. Uh, I'm just happy for the opportunity to be on today's show and what a pleasure it is just to be on talking sports with you guys.
1: Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, just w- before we get started, I just wanted to say, uh, great job with the show so far at WVON. We'll, we'll get into that in just a few minutes, but he had our guy on, Ken Davis, from um, uh, Formula uh, That D and Davis Show, now That Davis Show. And, of course, he's doing this thing with NBC Sports Chicago with the Understanding Podcast. Uh, that's a podcast uh, uh, discussing the Chicago Bears. That was a great interview you did the other day, uh, last week, I should say.
5: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Ken is, uh, like you said, he's a good friend of mine and, I'm just grateful for he him coming on to talk sports with us, talk some Bears, talk some NFL news. and He's just always a guy I can always count on to give us the latest updates of what's going on in the whole world of the NFL, especially now with the Brian Flores lawsuit. I think it's important to have on just black people to talk about things in sports that's mm-hmm. significant to them because we see those color barriers in our business as well as far as the broadcast. Mm-hmm. So it's always great to have someone who's able to come on to give you that insight into careers and then to talk about something like that that's being that important is always a great thing. And I definitely enjoy everything, even when we're just doing lighthearted stuff and talking about the Bears or the NFL in general, it's just a great opportunity to have them on the show all the time.
0: Love that. Love that. So, Tyus, you know, we'll start with the Bulls first. You know, Sid and I got into a little bit of well I would not say argument per se, but (laughs) a slight
5: disagreement.
1: It happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which happens. Yeah. You're friends. You're good friends. We always do that. But, yeah. (laughs) You know, what do you think about it? Because, you know, of course, you know, Zach's Zach Levine's comments on Wednesday after that shellacking by the Celtics. And then, you know, everything is starting to kind of like, you know, manifest. So what are your thoughts on all this?
5: Well, you know, I actually had a recent conversation with uh, CHGO Sports podcast. So informally are formerly of the Bulls outsiders, big mm-hmm. Dave Watson and Matt Peck on the show recently. And we all talked about it and said that, well, the Bulls might be in some real trouble just because of the fact is, yeah, guys have come back healthy, but their defense has been terrible the last two months. And so even with those guys coming back, and you would think they'd be able to, you know, just make sure that the defense can be better mm-hmm. in those situations. It has not been the case. They still give up over 112 points a game. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, the Bulls don't have a problem scoring the ball. The problem is the defense. And so I'm really concerned going into the playoffs now because it looks like they're going to be facing either Milwaukee or Boston in the first round. So now it's just like, wow, those teams recently just beat up on us this week. So now it's just more so of I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do, but it's looking like there might be a first-round exit. I predicted at the beginning of the season that the way the team was constructed, it looked like they'd make it to at least the second round. But right now i'm not so sure about
1: that now that was going to be my next question to you ty is what was your expectations going into the season i pretty much had the same expectations as you did uh, between 46 and 48 games i said everything went right they would have win exactly 50 obviously that's not going to happen now what, what's going to happen is they'll probably beat charlotte tonight even though charlotte's technically in the playing tournament and they'll rest their guys on sunday at minnesota so that gives them 46 wins. And I still believe they can win a first-round playoff series if they meet up against Boston. But if it's Milwaukee or Philly, you, you know, you barely you might win the game, but uh, that's about it. But I want to ask you about a couple hmm. of players on the Bulls this year. First, Nikolai Vucevic. Uh, Mia Lakina talked about him all season long. She's on Bulls Twitter way more than I am, but he says <laughs> that when everything goes wrong, Nikolai Vucevic gets the blame. And when everything goes right, uh, everybody ignores him. But uh, And then of course, you had DeMar DeRozan with a Super hard start, uh, super hot starts of the season. He's cooled off a little bit, but he's still the Bulls' best player. But I want to get your thoughts about Nikolai Vucevic. What do you see in his game? Do you think that he needs to improve on as the Bulls uh, get prepared for this hopefully long playoff run?
5: Well, the biggest thing that I think he needs to work on is his confidence. His confidence is a major key. If you notice, when he was in that slump of the first couple of weeks of the season, it just seemed like he couldn't get out of it because of the fact is that he was taking a whole bunch of long range shots, a lot of threes. He was living at the three point line and taking jump shots. No, what I had, I had Kendall Gill on recently as two as well, and we both agreed on the same thing that we need Vucevic to play as a big man, start off early, go into the paint. Get a couple shots. Make it easier for yourself in order to build your confidence up so you can stretch out and shoot the three. I think that's most significantly what he needs to work on right now because it's really more so just a confidence factor more than anything. As far as his defense, we know where we're going to get out of him defensively. He's not a real protector. He's not a shot blocker, but he can't move his feet as a big man. So whatever he gives you defensively, you're just going to have to live with that. That's just what's going to be what it is. But offensively he has to be able to be a big man because most cases most of these guys can't guard him he's Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. one of the best big men in the league once he actually puts his back to the basket so he needs to do that more so especially early and often in these playoff games he definitely needs to start down low get the ball into the paint score the ball and then work on taking jump shots and then after that i would say maybe a couple threes here and there you don't need to take Three or four threes because once you do that, you start getting into a groove of I'm gonna take jump shots. No, you need to be a traditional big man and score in the paint. And if you notice the last couple of games before Zach's knee injury came back up again and knee or knee soreness, that Zach was actually the one who was trying to get him the ball in the paint to start off these games. So if mm-hmm. he get going, you're able to space the floor, able to space the floor and spread out the ball more efficiently offensively. Because the Bulls are great when they average at least 24 or 25 assists a game, they usually win games. But that all starts with Vucevic being able to get down low and being able to score the ball.
0: How impressed does Io DeSumo look so far? I mean, he's had a couple of setbacks. I think people need to remember he is still a rookie. I think people need to remember that. Uh, So what do you think think about uh, uh, Io's
5: play so far? I love Io DeSumo. He is a great kid. His work ethic and his determination to not just get minutes but to be an impactful player, to do whatever he can in order to – Score the ball or play defense is just infectious to the team. I mean, of course, he hit a little bit of a rookie wall these last couple weeks, but we all knew that was going to happen because he's not right now a superstar player, but he potentially can be. And so with that being said, I just love everything about him. And the biggest thing that people discredit him on is something that I think is very important is that I think these young players are coming out of college a little too early. And with Ayo Sumu being in college for those three years, it showed his significant growth coming into the NBA because, yes, he was a second-round pick, which he really shouldn't have been. He should have definitely been a first-round pick. But to come in to earn minutes and then to be a, an effective player right out the gate proves that he's willing and ready to learn and play the game of basketball the right way. So I just love everything about him. And also, uh, we recently had on Mr. Tim Hardaway Jr., who's from Chicago as well. And he talked about Ayo DeSumo. He gave him a lot of praise saying that I just love his work ethic because of the fact is that he tries every play. No matter what, he tries to get better. And then just having that veteran presence on the team of DeMar DeRozan guiding him to be able to be one of those great players for in the future for the Bulls is just awesome. I love everything about Ayo DeSumo.
1: Titus Williams from WV Wins, the fundamental sports show here in Chicago is joining us right here on Second City Sports. We're alive and they live in the Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakini here with you on the Friday edition. Titus, let's stay with the Bulls before we move on. Yep. Of course, Lonzo Ball, uh who the Bulls traded for over the summer. He's now out for the year and the bulls miss his presence uh dearly i wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about Alex caruso who the bulls picked up as a free agent over the summer too uh, in the beginning of the season we saw his presence especially defensively of course uh he had that wrist injury thanks to grayson allen's dirty play uh the bulls uh, miss caruso now caruso's back he's dealing with the back back uh give us your take about the bulls backcourt or uh, lack of health this year
5: Well, I think that's honestly the big thing Back, if you notice that at the beginning of the season when they were healthy before Patrick Williams went down, they were undefeated. Started off the season four and zero when they were healthy. Now, unfortunately, with COVID and then the injuries coming into play, I think that's what really derailed this team. Because even though they were as good as we thought they would, would be defensively, able to still win games, and so I honestly even. Oh, I think
0: we I think, I think we uh his I think the uh, yeah the Wi-Fi he's using might be a little bit I think that's off.
5: They were confident that they do on injuries because, because they too significant. Zach Levine ball being out for the rest. Of the also, got that would Alex Caruso with his race injury. Those are three players that showed up and showed out, not just offensively but defensively as well. And so I think that's really what more so derailed them. And then also they just kind of ran out of gas. If you look at DeMar DeRozan. He was on a tear for all of February, and then March, he had the 50-point game to close out the month. And then after that, it just seemed like he's mm-hmm. finally hit his wall of being gassed out. So I think that's what really hurt the Bulls more so than anything was the injuries this season because potentially I still believe that if they were healthy, they definitely could have finished top three in the East for sure.
0: All right, so let's go to the gridiron for a 2nd Tyson talks some bears now. Of course, you know, new regime, you know, Ryan, Ryan Poles, Matt Irof, the new GM and head coach. They've gotten rid of, you know, A-Rob and also to Khalil Mack. They traded him during the offseason as well. So, you know, what are your expectations for the Bears in this new regime?
5: Honestly, I think that the expectations for this season should be that high. This is a rule. I wouldn't say a rebuild year, just a scouting year more so to see exactly where the team is and where they're going to be headed. And the additions that they have made so far this season have been pretty so-so, I would say, because some of these players might be here in the future or they might not be. But the fact is that the matter is that I don't think you should take too much because of this year. Agency. I think that's when growth. As far as also, as far as some of the moves, I do like some of the that he made going forward, as far as with Lucas Patrick. I did like that pickup. I also liked certain significant moves that he's made so far, as far as telling what he wants to do in the draft. So those things are very important to me. And I also believe that Coach Flutes will actually be a good coach with the Bears because he kind of reminds me of a Lovey Smith type of head coach. Whether Okay, we don't know all of our strengths offensively, but we're going to be known defensively for actually getting after guys because if you look at last season's team, they missed way too many tackles. Way too many tackles, game tackles, individual tackles, just way too many. And so I think the importance of Ibrafus coming in and getting into these guys' heads and saying, hey, defense is going to make an impact. We may not have all the answers offensively right now with Justin Fields, but we're going to be competitive defensively, sure that the team can actually be competitive going into some of these games, whether that's against the top teams or against bottle dwellers as well.
1: Titus Williams from WVON's uh, Sports Show. The Fundamentals is joining us right here on Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Laquina here with you. Let's move over to the diamond. Titus, let's talk about the Cubs and the Sox. Of course, the Cubs got their uh, whole opening win over Milwaukee yesterday by the score of 5-4. to four. The White Sox are kicking off their season today. Currently, they are 3-0 against the Tigers uh, in the second inning. Uh, what's your expectation for both these baseball teams this year?
5: Well, I don't think more so that I think the Cubs will be competitive as far as actually making any noise here. I think this is actually a rebuilding year for the Cubs. I don't really see them going too far into the season, actually being too competitive right now with the roster that they have. But, but I do like the fact that you are trying to make significant changes, to make the team as possible. I mean, you got Chicago is known for the Bears and the Cubs. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> And so, I don't think that this team will be bad for very long at all. I think they're going to actually make major impacts going. On. The Cubs. I But no, it is the Chicago Cubs. So I. I don't see that, I don't think they're that good this season either. I honestly believe that they're work with the most recent Jay Pollock. Team. I think the huge the fact is that what hurt them last year is that they didn't have a consistent right field. You have that bug up now on the team, I think it's significant. I also think that the pin is pretty strong, even though Lance Lynn is out for a few weeks. But I do think that this team is actually going to make some noise, and if they can actually stay healthy this year with Luis Roberts and Leroy Jimenez, I actually can see them going to the World this year.
0: It'll be very interesting, though, especially with the White Sox. What moves do they, you know, do they make? You know, they they brought up you know, Josh Harrison. You know, they they signed Joe Kelly. You know, even though he's going to be you know, gone for maybe about like the first few weeks of the season due to an injury. Where do you see any more moves that Rick Hahn might make, you know, during, you know, before the trade deadline?
5: Well, I think that the team can improve more so with the hitting order. I believe that that's what they can do as far as getting better. As far as the bullpen, I think they're pretty solid with the bullpen that they do have. But, again, it's more so you have to stay healthy. I know 100-plus 100, 100 games is a lot on the bodies. And now with this season being unfortunately shortened and more back-to-backs and more double-header games, I think that that's the biggest problem that they're going to face this year. It's just health-wise more so than anything. But, again, I think that the team can definitely make some noise and go to the World Series this year. I think that, again, just they have to stay healthy. But the bullpen is pretty solid. I think they can probably make a trade possibly for or another club at the end of the season to actually solidify that bullpen even more. But as far as everything else, they just have to stay healthy, and they definitely will be competitive. And again, I believe that they're going to those series this year. All
1: right, last moment or two with Titus Williams from WVON Radio in Chicago, right here on Sports on Chicago, Second City Sports on the Friday edition real live in 11 color sid lakini here with you titus i know you started your uh, your sports show at WVON a little bit over a year ago so you correct me if i'm wrong but i've been listening uh, to to your sports show you guys were on wednesdays now you're on fridays now uh, tell us how how did this project come about and how you got involved
5: We haven't been on a red pass, and the reason. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. interested in learning about Chicago. Uh, recently, had on a lot of uh, Jay Hood from ESPN. In, had on Tim Hardaway Senior last. And, uh, D, big name yes Every week that we're on MLE Tune In, and if you're on iHeartRadio, you can look at all of our podcasts on WVON.com as well. And so it's just been a great honor. I'm a great, a great privilege as well to be on and just talking sports here at WVON. The history of this station is amazing. And I just want to thank Delvin Randall again for the opportunity. And also a big shout out to Miss Melody Span Cooper, our CEO here at Midway Broadcasting, for this tremendous honor. She's also been a big help in us this week as well and getting our guests together. And so I just thank all of the dumb, the whole team here at WVON for bleeding and giving us the confidence that we need in order to be able to come on and just give you great.
1: All right, that was Titus Williams from uh, WVON's uh, The Sports Fundamentals Show. Uh, You can listen to that show every Friday from 9 p.m. to midnight on WVON AM sixty ninety in Chicago. But if you don't have, uh, uh, if you can't get WVON outside, I really
5: appreciate this.
1: All right, Titus, thank you for joining us. We'll talk, talk again soon, okay?
5: Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank Thanks. you so right. much. And anytime Thanks. you want to come on to the fundamentals, you always have my phone number. Just come on on, and we're going to talk some more. So both of you are always welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks. Thanks All right, guys. thank you,
1: sir. Yeah, keep up a great work. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All you
0: right. All right. Well. Thanks. All right. All right. That was Titus Williams from WVON. you get to check out his show from nine. 9- p.m. to midnight every what's it
1: every friday night yeah, every friday night from 9 p.m. to midnight on wvon am 1690 here in chicago if you live outside the chicago area just download the iHeartRadio radio app and search for wvon chicago and you catch the show right there you also go to uh, wvon's face facebook page you can catch their the replays of their shows as well because they're broadcasting their show live on facebook live on that, on that station's Facebook page as well. So great to see um people not just look like us, but people that we know that we worked with that helped us along the way, Lakina. And mm-hmm. we returned the favor right back. It's just great to see those people are doing well, especially in this business.
0: Yeah, that's one of the good ones. You know, I saw him yes. when we were at uh, when I was at ICB, he worked there mm-hmm. for a little bit. We worked together for a little bit. So it's good to see him do you know, some big things and hopefully he can continue to do some big things. So make sure you guys check his show out every week on WVO and also too on their Facebook page as well. If you're outside of the Chicago area.
1: Yes. I, we apologize for the technical difficulties, and uh, but that, you know, but we always have to uh, march on through these things. I'm, I'm, I'm sure most of you guys got the gist of what he's saying. He yeah. definitely has uh great insight, great opinions. And so, um uh, like we said before, just uh catch this show every Friday from 9 p.m. to midnight every Friday on WVON Chicago. Download the iHeartRadio Radio app outside the Chicago area area. Search for WVON Chicago and you can catch the show right there. Our number one is in the books. Our number two straight ahead on Sega City Sports Live in the Live Color, the Friday edition, right here at Sports Chicago. I'm Sid That's Lakina. Christine Manica, our girl with our bi-weekly commentary on sports and much more, will join us. And we had to uh, get into our baseball predictions. Lakina. even though the season started, we didn't do it on our last show. We'll give you our predictions. As you always say, don't, don't take our predictions uh, seriously. And we'll we'll get into what happened yesterday uh, for opening day part one. And we'll have some sports media news and a whole lot more. So stay right there. You're listening to Sports
2: Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and 31 with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner, Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
3: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & the Insurance Company & Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois
1: Welcome back to Album Number Two, a Second City Sports the Friday edition, live and in living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss LaKina McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG S C K eighty once again at C K eighty. That's S I D K I D A zero S I D K I D A zero.
0: You follow me at McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG.
1: If you have a question or comment for us during our our last hour of the show, this 60 minutes we call it of a sports extravaganza, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. We'll get them up on the screen for you. Opening day part two is going on right now. And we have a couple of scores to pass along for most importantly, including yours truly, uh, the White Sox uh, through. Through two innings lead, the Detroit Tigers 3 to nothing. RBI singles, courtesy of Eloy Jimenez, your guy, Laquina. He did it with his bat, not with the glove. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez, A.J. Polygan, Luis LaFantara, Robert, all with RBI singles. And in the bottom of the third, the Boston Red Sox lead the New York Yankees by the score of 3-2 to in Yankee Stadium. We have our next guest for yeah. the entire hour. We love it. Yeah. She's our girl. She's your girl. Hometown girl from KXRB Radio with our bi-weekly commentary on sports and more. Here's our girl, Christine, the Queen Manica. What's yeah. going on, Christine? Happy yeah. opening day. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
6: Going? How's it going? i I, it's good I'm I'm watching the masters I'm going Meep. back and forth right now oh no no that's fine look this is
0: you know, we'll get to that in a second so because see like yeah. a lot of a lot of movement going on here now the course you know of course Tyrene out there we'll get to that in a second now starting off here we've had a busy like you know last couple of weeks just to get out the way what do you think about the national championship game both the men's and the women's
6: you know i i was very very impressed i i didn't think kansas was gonna do it a lot of people in my office had had the faith that they were gonna do it and lo and behold i mean overall it was just a crazy tournament right for the for the men i think it's safe to say that everyone's bracket was busted by the end of the first day you know and there were a lot of surprises that came out of this term and both for the men's and the women's I know specifically for the state of South Dakota University of South Dakota in Vermillion they made it to the sweet 16 that's never been done for the University of South Dakota before so the fact that they made it that far first time out of the game making it that way I, it's impressive there were a lot of great moments that could be taken away from this for sure
1: uh, and I want to get your thoughts about the women's national final. Of course, uh, UConn's been dominant for years, and in, in South South Carolina, uh, head coach Don Staley. This is, I believe, her second national championship. Yeah. Uh, t- talk to us about those two programs. It looks like uh, South Carolina may be the new UConn, and the torch might have been passed last week.
6: Yeah, I mean they definitely gave them. They're giving them, I should say, a run for their money. They got a lot of top players on south carolina so if all goes well in this off season you i think you can expect a lot of those players to come back and who knows maybe maybe yukon's girls will will be like okay maybe we should go over to this team and see what they're all about (laughs) you know you never know
0: uh i know right i mean kind of like could this be like a change of the guard if you will so who knows but uh yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, it's kind of interesting, though, the, the, the tournament. They both tournaments, you know, got, got, you know, double digit, you know, increases in viewership. You know, the, I think the, the the women's championship got, like, one of the highest ratings in, like, five or six years. So, look, I think for all those that say that college hoops doesn't get, like, a, as much love as the pros do, I think this year is kind of showing you why. Yeah, you know, the, it, they got, a, it got more than enough fans in the, on the men's and women's yeah. side in the college hoops department.
1: Yeah, the men's championship final was the most watched uh, college basketball game on cable ever.
6: I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, crazy tournament this year. I can only understand why. <laughs> Absolutely. So
0: let's go to like the pros. You know, talk about the Bulls for a second. Uh you know, since I got into a little bit of a heated, you know, not want to say like argument, but like a little discussion about a
1: friendly, debate, which ended in a of. A respectable disagreement, <laughs>
0: right? Okay. Uh, what, what, it's not what, Jerry
1: Springer, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, well, no,
0: yeah, I'll say that. didn't go that far What, do you, what do you think? <laughs> where do you think that they are at this point? You know, with you in know, Zach's comments after that Boston game and such. Well, what what do you think the say the bull is? The state of the state of the bull is right now as we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs.
6: You know, I think they should be thanking Cleveland for losing in order to for them to get that automatic berth. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, it, It's unfortunate that Lonzo Ball, he's going to be out for the remainder of the season, probably for the postseason as well, unfortunately. So that's going to be a bummer. Um, However, I think they're holding their own pretty well. Again, I don't think they're going to go all the way this year. It, it's just that they're doing great so far. I'm not going to knock them for that. They're going to go far in the playoff come playoff time. But I don't think they're going to go all the way this year. Give it another year, especially with Lonzo coming back full speed and hopefully with with COVID behind everyone, that's when it kind of really kicked off for them. When the whole team was down with COVID, and then the injuries, and you know they, they've held their own at this point, and I can and I expect for them to do that for for the re- remainder of the regular season and the postseason. And again, you gotta give credit to the the coaching staff, Billy Donovan. He he's turned this team around for the better, so I think we can see better things for the Bulls for for a couple years ahead.
1: If you were sending that Bulls uh, front office, what would you do this summer in terms of improving the roster for next year? We saw what the Arturis Kanishiewicz and GM Mark Eversley did last summer. They basically turned over the whole roster except for uh, Vucevic and Zach Levine. Uh, we saw what they did this year despite all the obstacles we just mentioned. What would you do this summer for the Bulls to take that next step in becoming championship contenders?
6: I would keep the core guys as much as possible, do whatever it takes to keep the, the top players on the team for sure. Um, I wouldn't mind actually having Tristan Thompson back on the team just because I think he does provide a little extra element, a little extra pizzazz to the roster. I know, he he's a big drama. He's a big drama outside <laughs> of the court. That's no secret. But considering he he's kept it pretty – Pretty professional for, for the most part. So I, I wouldn't be mad if he comes back for another season with the Bulls.
0: What about all the rumors? You know, some rumors came out in you know, the last week, you know, about maybe getting Anthony Davis, maybe you know, trading Vuj and P Will and you know some a couple of other guys to get Anthony Davis. What do you think about that potential, you know, sort of scenario?
6: And we saw this past season what happened when Russell Westbrook went to the Lakers. Like they, LeBron had the decision from my understanding to bring him on as opposed to another player because they're like, oh no, he's going to be gray. And Russell Westbrook, in all honesty, he's past his prime. He's not the player what he once was Um, when it comes to Anthony Davis. um, Is he, is he going to be another Russell Westbrook story where he's kind of, he's kind of past his prime? A lot of Chicago teams, Seriously, have a issue with getting players that are past their prime spots. They're big names, right? They're going to draw big crowds. They're going to sell the tickets, but can they perform on the field, on the court? That's the question. In some cases, they do. In most cases, they flop. So it it just depends. It kind of depends on where Anthony Davis will be by the time the regular season ends.
1: Christine manica our girl from KXR- KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is joining us right here on the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the 11th color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Celia Kenny here with you. Christine, I'm going to do an audible a little bit. Let's do that hockey. The Chicago mm-hmm. Blackhawks, of course, having another subpar season, and I'm being nice when I say that. But Jonathan Taves uh, played in his 1000th game a couple of weeks ago. The Blackhawks honored him uh, last uh, Sunday night. Last night they lost to, to the expansion Seattle Kraken, mm. go figure. Mm. But before the game, Mario Hosa was addressing the crowd and the Broadcox mm. organization uh, with this new uh, regime now. They actually, This is one of the few things that they did correctly. First, they picked Chris Vosters to become their new TV mm. voice starting full-time next season. And number two, Mario Hosa's number 81 jersey will be mm. retired next season. I wanted to get your thoughts.
6: You know, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the only thing the the Blackhawks have gotten right this season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not their year. It, you know, it, it's just it's not in the cards. They they had a lot of lot of drama off the ice with the whole you know allegations and and whatnot. I, I think it it was just too much for the team this season, unfortunately. And I think what they can do now going forward is to figure out who's going to be the future for the 2022-2023 season. Can they keep Patrick King? Can they keep Jonathan Taze? Who's a player that they're willing to give up in order to potentially keep those two big names? And, and I think they have both have said outwardly that it would be great if they had a chance to have their whole career in the city of chicago so it i think the the plan for the blackhawks i think should be is how they're going to proceed going forward and just forget about even making into the playoffs this season because it's not happening
1: <laughs> uh, before we move on uh what's your favorite Marian wholesome moment
6: oh my gosh you know i i think he always had a way to bring a lot of energy not just to the team but to the crowd like there are those players that that you know are really into the game that you can tell just from how how aggressive they are on the ice how they really want to interact interact with the fans and I think that's why Hosa was a was a team favorite he loved the fans he loved the Blackhawk atmosphere and it just shows by him signing that one day deal to say yeah I want to retire a Blackhawk.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you know, you know, bringing him back, you know, and you know, hiring Chris Foster's full time yeah. to be the TV guy. They both, those are probably the two things. Hey, you might as well go out on a high note, right? So mm-hmm. there you go. Now let's you know, do some MLB predictions. That's, that's what we were trying, we were going to do before you hopped on with us, Christine. Of course, you know, we'll, we'll go with AL Central first. I mean, all the predictions are that it's basically the Sox and everybody else. So. I think we can safely say that you know the Sox will probably you know knock on wood you know hopefully they'll avoid injuries and such you know nothing you know major but uh, where do you see the win totals? We'll say win totals. We'll see what the win. What are the win totals, you guys? will think for the White Sox. Christina, I'll start with you. Is it
6: still 162 games this season? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So they'll they'll definitely I think be above 500 for sure um they they seem to have their division locked in the bag like you said lakina they got a great strong roster um they have a great pitching staff for once you know i it seems like we haven't been able to say that for a while that their pitching staff is actually kind of solid for the most part um, it stinks that Johan is out for what is it, three weeks? They yes. said, Yeah, yes. mm-hmm. three weeks that kind of puts a dent in the beginning plans. But you know what? I got faith in that bench, I have faith in, in everybody else who's going to hold up their end of the bargain. Um, I okay, I'm trying to subtract 162 from like the, the games. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe they'll win. I'll say 80, 82 games this year.
1: Ooh, that means. Oh, I'm you sorry, kinda... that's
6: too low. Hold on. Like I said, I can't do math. Okay. <laughs> oh, can't do math. Okay. Uh okay.
4: Okay. All... Under...
6: Go ahead. <sighs>
0: the over the over under is like 92, I think. 92? So yeah, that's the over
6: yeah, under. Yeah, like I said, I can't do math. So I'll go with 90. Just just to go below it a little bit. I'll go 90. That's a safe number. Yeah.
1: I'll say 92. I think I nailed it last year, Lakina, when we did our prediction. Yeah. Last year they had 93. I think I nailed it yeah. last year. Yeah. You so did. I'll go with 92.
0: All right. I'll go with 90. I'll go with maybe like 90 or 91. I mean, I know they'll they'll probably go through a little bit of a, a downturn. Not not yeah. too much of a downturn, but they might get like a little bit of a up, but, but they oh, should be. Oh, they always by. do. Always. Right. All right. Let's and go like- to
1: no, go ahead, Sid. Sorry. Yeah, just saying for fans out there, let, let's not forget, Lance Lane will miss the first two months of the regular season. Yeah. So they picked up Johnny Quinn on a on minor league deal. But this White Sox team still should be uh, slightly above five hundred by the time Lance Lane gets back. I know the schedule gets tougher in May, but the White Sox still should be fine. They showed that last year, as Christine said, with the depth, especially uh, on their bench. And I, I expect the White Sox to uh, do it again this year. They may get a little challenge from the Tigers, but – the division still should be not too much of a for, for yeah, a just than the
0: the
6: Tigers. <laughs> <It's just
0: laughs> the Tigers. Well, maybe the twins. I mean, maybe the twins might you'll know, give them a little bit of a push. Who yeah. knows? Uh now let's let's try the AL East folks. Apparently, the one the one of the predictors I saw had like a four-way tie for for first place. I think Toronto won it, I guess with all the tiebreakers. Um you know what? I'll. You know what? They've improved their pitch a little bit. So I've look. I've been a big fan of this team, you know, for the last couple of years. You know this, Sid. So yeah. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna pick Toronto to win a, to win a division this year. I think they're ready.
6: Boy, I. You know, I had I had a lot of hopes for the Angels this year, just because they they had a great run, or they're trying to have a great run, and they just kind of went down and towards the middle and the end of the season. So. I heard that the Rockies that they're a team to watch out for for sure this season. Um this this is tough. Ah. Uh, oh boy.
1: Yeah, you got Boston, Tampa, Baltimore.
6: I I <laughs> Baltimore in the
1: AL, these they stink so we'll we we can, I can think so, so, things Yeah, so we Baltimore. can parse them out. So you have you Toronto, the Yankees, Boston and yeah, Toronto Yankees and Boston
6: Yankees yeah.
1: Yankees
6: yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know just because I'm I'm part of Boston fan too thanks to my dad I'm gonna go with the Red Sox just because okay their roster has always been solid for the past couple of years so why not why not have them win the division again sure oh <laughs>
1: uh, this is tough but I'm, I'm I don't think I'm with you like I'm going with Toronto I'm going with Toronto to win that division. It's going to be very competitive, though. I know Boston and Tampa, for sure, both of them won 100 games last year. Of course, Boston took out Tampa in the uh, division series in the playoffs last year. So I think Toronto's ready. They still need to shore up their starting pitching, but... Man, they have an offensive. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He hits just like his daddy. Ooh, we. <laughs> right. I know they picked up Jose Barrios from Minnesota at the trade deadline last year. So, and also they have Robbie Ray. White Sox fans, their mm-hmm. name sounds familiar. He beat them almost twice last year facing the Sox. So he's a good, strong left hander. So I'm giving the AL East to Toronto, but it's going to be
0: close. It might come down to like the last couple of weeks of the season, literally. Yeah, <laughs> with mm-hmm. that division. Okay, the AL West. Um... With everything going on, you know what? I'll say Houston begrudgingly, but I would be surprised to see I I don't know. I guess the Why? oppressive Why? Well, look, I mean Texas <laughs> might improve, but they're they're not there yet. Oakland, I think, you know, they're basically Billy Bees basically says, you know what, I'm not even gonna spend no more money. The Angels, you know, Otani and Trout, but you know, worse, the pitching? And Seattle, I think, I think Seattle might give them a run, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Astros, you know, so don't, don't, don't hate me. I might, might I'm going to
6: spite you and say the angels just because I know oh, just- <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't, you can't, no, no, not yet. I can't root for Houston again. Just yet. <laughs>
1: and I know Christine, you're mad about what happened in the playoffs last year. Well, with Am our team, I? but
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shocking. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I'm with you, Lakina. I will say Houston, they will take a small step back because of, of the uh loss of Carlos Correa, but I'm with you. Seattle is coming, I have more of them in just mm-hmm. a moment as we get into our wild card picks. Well, I'll give out one of my wild card picks now, it will be Seattle.
0: Oh, yeah, Seattle. I think Seattle will be one of them too. I think that look, they've got a lot maybe it's of three this great... year
1: because of the playoff yeah, experience. So, yeah, so they'll be wild card,
0: yeah. I know some people say that maybe like the you know, two other ALE's teams, but I, I feel like. I feel like Seattle's going to get, if they can, you know, look, they were right there last year. You know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately they had a couple of stumbles late, but they look, they've got a, such a great roster, you know, but you know, such great young talent there on that, you know, that Seattle squad. And yeah, they're all the way in Seattle. You know, people don't get a chance to see them, but you know, or watch them. You know, in case they're coming to their town, but look, they've got so many, you know, young players, you know, Robbie Ray's been around for a while. He kind of brings that veteran presence um so yeah i I think yeah i I think that you know seattle will get one of the wild card spots oh i think we lost sid Uh oh did we lose him oh okay oh yeah i think we did lose him uh hold on uh wait hold on i think there there he is oh Oh, okay oh i think he must have me i went out for a second yeah so Oh, there he is. I am a little bit too excited. <laughs> I don't like will tell you press the wrong button look, it happens. <laughs> it happens. I think you pressed the wrong button. It happens, folks. <laughs> it yes. happens. Okay, so what do you guys think of the other two uh AL wildcards uh spots? I'll say maybe I'll say the Red Sox will get the uh, one and I'll say oh I guess I guess I'll say maybe the Rays get the other wildcard spot.
1: So you think Seattle gets the third in your opinion? Yeah. Okay. So for me. Of uh, my three AL wild cards, Seattle for sure. I believe the Yankees will be the second. And for the third, ooh, uh, uh, do I want to pick Texas or be safe with Boston?
6: Just go Boston. Are
1: <laughs> oh, you trying to pressure me, Christine? <laughs> yes.
6: Well, t- well, like I said,
0: t- at, least t- you're t- honest.
1: T- at least you're honest, Christine. We love yeah. that about you. At least you're honest. Just because I'll go with Boston. So, my three AL wildcard teams, Seattle, New York, Boston.
6: I'll do Tampa. Um, See, this is tough, you, you know? Yeah. Tampa, Yankees. Oh, boy. What the heck? Give me Seattle. They haven't had a good season in gosh knows how long. Maybe it's their time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been over be.
1: 22 21 years since they reached the mm-hmm. postseason.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's past time for them to come on. So yeah, so it'll be interesting though to see. I mean, I think there's gonna be a log jam the AL for those three wild card spots. So hey, that might be a good thing here. Now going into the NL for a second, uh, we'll start with the central uh i'll say st louis mainly because well it'll be between milwaukee and st louis for sure i think the calls will be right there if they finish within like maybe 500 that's actually considered a good thing 78 is sort of the the win total so i'll take the, maybe a little bit over and say they'll go 80 they'll win 80 they'll find a way to win 78 to 80 games you know in that front but i think the cardinals will win that division
6: I'm gonna agree with you on that. No way am I giving it to the Cubs. No way, I can't uh, I can't do that. <laughs> i I physically cannot do that. So I think the Cardinals are going to take the division. i'm I'm saving the wild card pick for later.
1: I'll go with Milwaukee to uh, barely win the the Central. I know they had a they were like the White Sox last year. they had an easier time in a weaker division. Cincinnati's selling off players. Uh, I'm with you, Christine. The Cubs, they may be a little better than what people think, but they're not there yet. In no. St. Louis, uh, they may be one of my wildcard teams in the NL. I'll tell you that as an answer, maybe later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All what right. a tease. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Interesting teaser. What about the NL East? You know, there's a lot of – you could probably put two or three teams on there. Do uh, you want to go with the defending uh, World Series champs, the, uh, the Braves? Although Ronald Kunya said that he and Freddie Freeman will not were not exactly the best of friends. <laughs> he, he said that yeah, put that out there yesterday. So <laughs> I think, you know, I know they lost a couple of guys, you know, clean freeman, but you know, they they've improved too. So I'll say Atlanta. I'll say my wild card from one of the, the teams in that division, too.
1: Let's see. Atlanta, the Mets, even though Jacob DeGrom is out again. Matt Scherzer is supposed to start tonight on Apple TV. We'll get into that more on the other side. Let's Mm -hmm. see. The Marlins, they may be improving, but I don't see that. Philadelphia Philadelphia is a wild card to me because they had the division one last year Mm -hmm. until the last week of the season when Atlanta took it from. And then when the Mets had that free fall and the whole Javi Bias thumbs down foolishness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think just because Lakina, I'm going with Atlanta. Because you don't know what you're gonna get for the Mets. You really don't. Because they're they're always injured
6: yeah there's that i'm gonna go with the phillies they're they're ranked pretty high they're one of the top teams to watch this year so i wouldn't put it past them if they end up taking the division so let's go bryce harper
0: <laughs> yeah they might be averaging about like 10 to 12 runs a game that's probably yeah. what they're gonna have to do maybe so <laughs> over
1: there too now
0: yeah yeah so yep exactly so uh that should be interesting uh Going out west, you know, what should be, it could be a toss up here. You've got not one, not two, but three teams that could be, you know, vying for that division. The Dodgers, the Padres, of course, the Giants, you know, came out of nowhere last year. They were able to win the division. I'm going to pick the Dodgers. I think they're getting Freddie Freeman, you know, they they say, sure, a little bit of that. They get Craig Krimble from the White Sox. I think they're on a mission. I, I, you know what? I'm going to give it to the
6: Dodgers. I'm going to go with the Dodgers, too, just because they have a lot of the key guys back on that team. Even though we, we took Joel Kelly and a couple of other of players from them, I think they still have the chance to, to win the division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres came up a little bit or they just get it, but I'm giving it to the Dodgers.
1: I'm going with L.A. as well. I know A.J. Pollock's on our side now in Chicago with the White Sox, and you mentioned Joe Kelly as well. The Rockies, I know they have Chris Bryant, but I got to see more from them. For uh, the- a
6: six-year contract, nonetheless, that's just crazy. <laughs>
1: 128 uh,
6: million? Oh, yeah. I just can't believe they gave him that big of a contract. I'm like, really? Six years? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, money talks, and you know what runs the marathon. I uh, guess. The-,
5: <laughs> uh, the
1: San Francisco Giants, they're not winning 110 games this year. I think they still going to be a good club, but they caught everybody off guard last year. The Arizona Diamondbacks, even though they won over San Diego in their home opener last night, I still don't buy them. So I'm going with the Dodgers.
0: All right. My wild cards are the, the Phillies. I think they, you know, after just missing the you know, the, the division. The Phillies, I'll say the Giants and I'll say the Brewers. So I'll get i got one for each. I cheat. I got one for each division so for the wild yes. card.
6: Okay i have the brewers that's my first one okay. i'm gonna say the padres and then oh see this is gonna be you know what atlanta i they still have a solid roster even though without freddie freeman i i think they still have a chance to at least get in the to the wild card with with a lot of their guys coming back so why not
1: all right my three wild card teams from the national league are the St. Louis Cardinals, the San Francisco Giants, and even though I just docked this team out a couple minutes ago, just because, and I think they'll do enough because they're going to spend a whole lot of money this year. The New York Mets. Hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. I can see that. But we'll we'll see. I mean, that Strangest things have money.
1: happened in baseball. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially with the way the city the, the season is set up, they're gonna be some double headers. You're gonna have expanded rosters for the first couple of months. So, absolutely. And uh, those are our predictions, folks. Please don't not take them at face value. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, we'll get to the you know, the the television side of that because I got a lot to say about that one with you because I got some friends in Iowa who are not very happy with the way things are set up right now with the blackouts mm-hmm. and stuff. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, finishing up, you know, this segment here since we got a couple more minutes left. Uh, you know, baseball wise, you know, Michael Coffordo is still has he signed with anybody? I didn't see anything. No. You know, no, no, he's still oh well. I don't know what he's waiting on, but I, I guess. But uh what what's sort of like your sort of like your bold predictions for this season in baseball?
6: Yeah, I I'm gonna hop off what you said, Lakina, and say the Cubs are going to be better than what a lot of people think. Like the, we think. Oh, they don't have Chris Bryant. They don't have Anthony Rizzo back. I think they have the opportunity to at least go a little bit above 500. I'm not saying they're going to go into the playoffs or anything, but they're at least going to be better than what a lot of people think. Um, I think the White Sox, it's going to be, I I think they're going to have another good year. It's not going to be the same as last year. You know, it's it's never the same as the year before, right? They're going to have to work for it. Um, But they should be able to to at least grab the division easily. And hopefully, hopefully they won't play Houston in the first round again.
1: (laughs) They may play somebody better in the same thing. Could happen. Could happen.
0: Yeah. What about you, Sid? Any like bold predictions for this season?
1: uh i think vladimir guerrero jr could be your front runner for al mvp again like i said he lost it last year because Ohtani of the angels just had a, a outstanding season both yeah. on the mountain and at the plate so i think vladimir guerrero jr should be your al mvp front runner uh in the national league uh, that's gonna be interesting mookie betts is, uh, could be a top mm-hmm. guy for the los angeles dodgers i would say chris bryant for you for you christine but i think the rockies are going to be terrible <laughs> so
5: i don't get
6: i yeah i agree they're they're not going to be good even with that huge contract i mean i think chris bryant is almost at the point where it's like yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> he yeah, got he got his money so look he got his big payday so yeah that's yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you,
1: like we said before a few minutes ago, let's see what Bryce Harper does with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yep. You know, Citizens Bank Ballpark in Philly—that's a Cracker Jack box as well. You can knock out a lot of home runs.
0: I would be surprised if Bryce Harper—that's my bold prediction. If Bryce Harper wins an MVP again, that—that's going to be yeah. like... yeah.
1: That's very possible.
0: That's yeah. my like my bold prediction, if you will. And I'll say maybe you know what, Baltimore wins like feel sixty games. I like, <laughs> I guess you know. Maybe Maybe they'll they'll, – maybe, maybe. I guess that's another one of my poll predictions. So we got to take a quick break, folks. Go ahead, Sid. I know
1: you – Just one – I know we run up against a break. Uh, Christine, one more question. The White Sox uh, starting rotation, we can safely count out Lance Lane because he's going to miss the first two months of the season. We did not have a 20-game winner on the White Sox last year. Ah. Will we have a 20-game winner this year with the White Sox? Count out Lance Lane because he's going to miss the first two months of the year. Are we gonna have a 20-game winner? Uh, if, if your answer is yes, who's that pitcher for the white sides that can win 20 games?
6: You know, I do, and I think I think Dylan Cease has that opportunity. He's been improving a lot. I've seen I saw a video the other day of just him practicing, and even the pitching coach was just like, Yeah, like he he's turning around for, for the better, and he could be one of the top players, too. I also think Lucas Giolito. Has another chance to get those twenty games for the White Sox.
1: Yeah, he's on fire right now with four yeah. strikeouts. It's the White Sox lead three uh, nothing in the bottom yes. of the fourth. At See, Detroit, I
6: told you it's just Detroit. <laughs> 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 well, look, I
0: mean, he almost won twenty games last year. He had a couple of yeah. bad starts near the end, so that that kept him from getting that twenty games. So. All right, folks. we're up against it, so we got to take a really quick break. But you know, we'll have more. You know, talk about the MLB lockouts. That's a big, you know, discussion these last couple of days. Also, too, we'll do the Masters. I wish we could have the Masters music going on in the background, just a soft music. Also, too, even more. Let's check the music.
3: leaderboard.
0: Yes. Yeah, exa- oh, yeah, she, <laughs> I, I said you got your app going. So I love yeah. that. So uh, you know, a crowded leaderboard right now. We'll also tell tell you how Tiger's doing in that front. And also, too, uh, MLB on Fox. Now it's their new face. For with Sid, Christine, I'm Leanne. This is Second Season Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you in a couple of minutes.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA Thursday, the Bulls dropped their second straight, 126-109 the loss at New Orleans. The Bulls are 42-31 and with the setback. Zach Levine led the scoring for Chicago with 39 points. Kobe White had 23. The Pelicans got 30 points from Devontae Graham, 25 from C.J. McCollum, and a double-double from Jonas Valanciunas. Up next for the Bulls, they'll try and snap the skid tomorrow night when they visit Cleveland. The Blackhawks put a two-game winning streak on the line tomorrow when they visit the Vegas Golden Knights. Chicago with a 4-3 win at Los Angeles yesterday. Alex DeBrincat had the shootout winner. Colin Delia made 43 saves through overtime in just his second start of the season. Spring training Thursday, the Angels beat the Cubs 5-4. Today, it'll be the Cubs taking on the Rockies. The Giants beat the White Sox 9-6. Today, the Sox will face the Mariners. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color for the Friday edition, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss LaCuminagi, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. And that's Christine Manica, our girl from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This is our last segment of the show, last segment for the week. Let's finish this thing up strong. If you have a question, a comment for us. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section we'll get them up on the screen for you courtesy of Laquina. We go to the top of the fifth inning in Detroit. The White Sox lead the Tigers 3 to nothing. Lucas Giolito is on fire as I mentioned. RBI singles for the White Sox came courtesy of La Pantera, Luis Robert, newcomer AJ Pollock and your boy Laquina, Eloy Jimenez. So he hasn't screwed up on the field yet. So hey. <laughs> We know Laquina so loves say, that. That's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah. uh, we go, uh, top the uh, top of the fifth inning with a man on in Yankee Stadium, the Red Sox and the Yankees are tied at three. That game was supposed to have been played yesterday, but due to rain, they are playing right now. Lakina, you had some thoughts about the new MLB TV deal with Apple TV Plus and Peacock?
0: Yeah, some of the uh, those games actually start you know tonight, actually on Friday, uh, Friday tonight. So. You know, there are a couple of games that are not gonna be on regular television. So the White the Sox will be involved next week. Yes, they will. So uh, for all you White Sox fans, you know, guys, you know, you know and, and Christine too, uh, the Mets and the Nationals will be tonight. That will be the game that will be on Apple TV Plus. So unfortunately, the way it's set up is that also to uh, Houston and uh, the Angels, they're going to also <laughs> be on Apple TV Plus. So. You, know, you got a double header there on Apple TV Plus. So if you got that, if you don't, you're kind of screwed because, unfortunately, even with the blackouts, you're not going to be able to watch. So that that whole thing is just sort of weird to me. I know so I have some friends in Iowa who are Cubs fans, so- White Sox fans, you know, Twins fans, also even Royals fans. And they're they're not very happy because they can't watch the uh, the Cubs game because Marquee Network has some of those games blacked out and such. So in the, it'll be that MLB. Area,
1: as well with the yeah, extra so, innings package.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you know, the way things are set up, this is not how. And we've been talking about this for the last, you know, month, guys. And unfortunately, if you're trying to grow your sports and grow your product, this isn't the way to do it. it'll also do with the Peacock pack, package as well. And I believe the Sox going to be involved in that in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. too. So,
1: yeah. You know, then the first game up on uh, at Boston, I believe, made the eighth.
0: Yeah, so, so that's it, the first it's, game it's, on
1: Peacock. That's from NBC Sports.
0: Yeah. And people in Chicago will not be able to watch that. So make sure again, make sure you that. Well, guys I will I have so. so. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think, well, other other people who have other uh cable providers and the you know, streaming providers will not be able to watch it. So, mm-hmm. you know, all you core cutters out there, you're you're kind of like you know rocking a hard place with some of this baseball
6: stuff. So, I want to know what you guys think about all the, all this,
1: Christine.
6: Well, I mean, it's great if you have like Apple TV and if you have Peacock. I Peacock, but. I have the free version of it. I don't, I don't pay for it. So I, I haven't heard anything about the the blackout situation, blacking out some of those games, but it's unfortunate because I I get what they're trying to do. The MLB expand ways to, to have people watch the game, but if not everybody has access to it, then what, what are you going to do? You know, and maybe this is a response to a week that they missed in the regular season to try to catch everybody up and fit as many games as possible. But yeah, I, I think I, their heart is in the right place, but a lot of people will not be happy.
1: We talked about this before, Lakina. What do we always say? People want and need options. People want mm-hmm. and need options. And the way we consume our sports, is just television shows in general. Uh, it's not the same when we grew up. Uh, just watching it on TV or you had to wait until the summer to catch the rerun. So those days are long gone and they're not coming back. But as far as sports is concerned, uh, you you trying to make some games exclusive. I know the NFL is doing it coming up this upcoming season with Thursday night football, but uh, you make some things exclusive. It's going to be, it's going to make it very hard. I'm with you, Christine. I know those companies, their heart may be in the right place for them to go uh, uh, for those companies for for you to subscribe to their service. But if you're not offering them anything extra, they, they will entice them to actually buy your service. People are not going to buy it. They're just yeah. not. Right. Because let's be honest here. We talked about this before. I think, Christine, you were in this, involved in this conversation early in the season. The NHL, we're glad that they're back on ESPN. But me uh, I know they have commitments to college basketball and the NBA, and we get it. But the majority of their games, especially during the hardcore times of the season, they're on ESPN Plus. Who's yeah. gonna pay for ESPN yep. Plus? If you're not interested in all the other programming they have on there, I'm not.
0: Yeah, it, it's crazy how all that is set up. So, but yeah, it's just a, an interesting uh way how everything you know, is, is shaped mm-hmm. up because if you're trying to grow your fan base, you know, especially getting younger fans to watch your games, they might like it. You know, some you know, younger fans may prefer, you know, the Apple TV Plus and you know Peacock Premium, but you know, for old school folks, I mean, unless you got those treatment services or you use somebody else's password, I'm just, I'm not, you know, yeah. not, 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 not putting that out there.
6: It's not like but, you're uh, promoting that or anything. Not that, I'm pro-
0: yeah, I will say not that I'm promoting right. it or anything, but yeah, but uh, it, it's just like you know, it, it, it's like it, it's 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 yeah, you're you're kind of out of luck in some cases. So I don't know.
1: And also, too, the New York Yankees. We talked about this on our last show, Laquino, on Monday. Uh, the Yes Network is the flagship TV station for the New York Yankees. But the New York Yankees, for the second year in a row, will have uh, their game, some of their games on Amazon Prime. They had about five or six of them last year. This year, between 20 and 25.
0: Yep. So uh, all you Yankees fans, might you know, might be out of luck. So, And that's Amazon a quarter Prime. of your schedule. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting, though, how this how this goes. But happier news on the TV side. Fox ma- made it official. Joe Davis will be the new voice of their national baseball coverage. We'll also be doing the World Series coverage on Fox as well. He's been doing the Dodgers. He'll still be doing that, you know, for, you know, he'll, he'll still be doing that, folks. for I know that some Dodgers fans were wondering, is he going to be doing it? He's still going to do it. But yeah, he's going to be the new face for the main baseball coverage working with john smoltz what do you guys think about that news
6: i think that's great you know i think it's time to introduce new faces into the game i'm i'm sick of joe buck i mean no offense he's great trust me but um i i think this is a good opportunity for for new people to step up so good move on them
1: also, too, it gets more uh, opportunity to our hometown guy, Lakina. hope we can get him on mm-hmm. this program down the road. Uh, Adam Amin. he did a few games for Fox uh, last year in terms of the baseball side. And he did the, you know, he did the White Sox uh, uh, Astro series for FS1. Mm-hmm. And so, for the quote unquote second uh, voice of baseball, it opens the door for him some more. So, look for Adam Amin, the Bulls TV announcer, to do possibly more Sox games on on Fox this year. The White Sox are on Fox at least, I think, three, five games this year, at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, very interesting, though, too. So, yeah. So, congrats to, you know, to Joe. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's going to do a great job on the national side. You listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Cindy Brown and KXRB's Christine Manica. I'm Lakina McGee. Uh, too bad we don't have, like, the Masters, you know, music going in the background, you know. Ooh. Okay, I won't try to do that, but... <laughs> let's check but, the
1: leaderboard.
0: <laughs> yes, let's check the leaderboard, exactly. Uh, the, the tie atop the leaderboard is to JM at four under. Also to Danny Willow, who has one of these uh, green jackets, by the way. He's also at four under. Charles Hortle, who has a major. Harold Varder, the third. The, the, yeah, he's also at three under. You know, Joaquin Neiman, who's playing with Tiger. He's also at three under. Scottie Scheffler yep. is right there. Also, Justin Johnson as well. Tony Finau. I'm uh, trying to find uh, uh, Tiger. Tiger's high for Tiger, Yeah,
6: Tiger is one over. He's one over par right now. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, so,
0: and, you know, he looks pretty good, but the fact that he got the rest, but the conditions are a little bit better. I know there was some rain. There was a lot of rain that fell uh, throughout the most of last weekend to early right. this weekend. Also, too, it's, it won't be an issue. You know, it's going to be nice and dry. So what do you think about Tiger's chances, Christine?
6: I think it's amazing that he was able to do this and come back. Look, for him, I I don't think it's for him to win the Masters. I don't. I think the point of him being there this weekend is to show – that he can come back that he's back you know Mm -hmm. it's 17 months that he didn't play golf in any major tournaments over 500 days that's a long time Mm -hmm. so the fact that by the end of day one he was one under par after you know recovering and having that gruesome injury he could have not have been playing ever again so the way that he's playing i know it's probably tough for him i know we saw him limping a couple of times yesterday we saw him I'm looking at him limping a little bit more today like when he's going yeah. up those tough hills um but I, I think it shows that he's really pushing himself and he really wanted to get to this point so the fact that he's even there and potentially going to make it make the cut um it, it's amazing I I really got to give props to him how can how can you now respect something like that
1: Yeah, you just said the words right in my mouth, Christine. Whether you love Tiger or hate him, the uh, the game of golf still needs him. And we talked about this before, Likina. Who's going to be that new face for golf when Tiger uh, decides to uh, hang them up and he's not winning uh, uh, big major tournaments anymore? So uh, – People talk about uh, Fowler and Phil Mickelson, you know, he's over the hill too. And so who's the new guys coming up? Because let's be honest here, I, I, I don't know if Tiger's going to make it out of today, but let's just say if he did, uh be honest, you're surely going to be watching tomorrow. And we always know that if Tiger's involved on on a Sunday, people are going to watch. I don't think that part is going to happen this year. But like you said, Christine, just for Tiger showing the perseverance and, and getting back on that course and doing what he does, that's a bigger statement in itself. Would we like to see him uh, win the whole thing like he did a few years ago, holding his young son in his arms? Yes, yeah. but you know, him just being there is a big statement within itself.
6: Yeah, and you know, his upper body strength is crazy. Have you seen mm-hmm. the pictures yeah. of him? When I saw him yesterday, I'm like, whoa! I'm like, he he really worked out for sure. He never he you can tell he never missed a day at the gym. That's for sure. But going back to what you said, Sid, about players that could potentially be a new face for Tiger. Um, they're talking a lot about Cam Smith, Cameron Smith, yeah. uh, like a lot. And, you know, he's a he's the Aussie guy. And I think he definitely has has that potential for sure to to be one of the top players.
0: Yeah. And also, too, you know, he actually did pretty well at the players. He is right there in the top. You know, top five so
6: you know you he- want to know what's crazy he started with a double bogey right yes and then yep. he somehow ended up getting eight under being the top then <laughs> six under and then he finished with a double bogey, so it's like, okay, well, you might as well start how you finished, right?
0: Right. Yeah, also well, to pin me of that, so that should be into to uh, Dustin Johnson. You know, he has one of these, so he might, you know, he might have something to say. You know, that that course is sort of set up for yeah. him as well. Sky Shuffler
6: an off day today, so yeah, well, but yeah. I think he'll bounce back. Yeah,
0: Skye Shuffler, who's you know the hottest guy on tour right now. So yeah, you know, Colin Maracallo trying to make a run. Uh, I'm trying to figure where's Rory. I know this is the one. Oh, uh, he's main... down at the bottom. He oh. down there. Oh yeah. gosh. Okay. Oh no. Okay. I've been. All right. Been... I can...
6: Let me let me check the leaderboard for you right now. Just yeah. just to give me an idea where he's at. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Breaking news. <laughs> he,
6: so he is right now today. He's two over par top 37 and right now the projected cut if you're four over par you're not going to make it till uh to the next round yeah and i see uh jordan
0: Speeth had a didn't have you know not having a good uh, round right yeah, now. yeah
6: he, he's four over two
0: yeah so he might you know he's right at that cut line so yeah so i know sir i see sergio's right there near that cut line too justin thomas hasn't had a good uh didn't have a good first round so yeah so definitely some familiar names and we'll see if Tiger can make it, you know, through the cut this weekend. So, but look, Masters, you know, this week, Masters is one of the best weekends in sports. Oh, go, and- go,
6: go, 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 Oh, he almost got we Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> oh, love- this live, folks. So, yeah, so <laughs> really, really cool. But, yeah, so uh, they're actually going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary of Tiger winning the Masters for the first time. You know, in the, the Masters Remembers segment, you know, they do that every year. CBS does. So make sure to check that out before the final round of the Masters. Mm-hmm. 25 years since, you know, that you know, great run by Tiger happened in 97. So, oh, boy. We're getting old, Lakina. I know, I know. We, we were in high, high school. I know. Oh, ooh, boy. We're tied. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Sid. So, so I know you got some, a couple other, like, other sports, me and Nuggets that you want to uh, flesh out for us. Now we got a few minutes left.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so speaking of women in sports, Christine, I know you—you'll love this as well. We talked about the Mets in the Washington Nationals tonight's game will be on Apple TV Plus. Uh, it's an exclusive national broadcast We'll feature uh, play-by-play voice of Miss Melanie Newman. I think she still does radio for the Baltimore Orioles along yep. with analyst Chris Young, Hannah Hannah Kaiser. Uh, she's a baseball reporter, I believe, from Yahoo. If I miss her media. Um, affiliation please correct me on that Hannah Kaiser is also announced so it'll be a three uh three person booth and Brooke Fletcher who does the rally on Bally Sports which is broadcast out studios are broadcast out here in Chicago she'll be the field reporter that's tonight's game
6: I think
0: yes. that's awesome <laughs> I yeah About I think that's time yeah I know right I mean having all female uh, baseball I know Jessica Mendoza kind of like opened the door for it so and <laughs> I'm looking right at her. Yeah, she does stuff for the Mets. So you were right on, Sid. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's a really cool concept that they're doing. I know Melanie Newman's one of the best at it. She you know, she's a, mm-hmm. you know, she has like that. You know, her eye on baseball. You know, mm-hmm. very nicely. If you guys have heard her do some Orioles games. So yeah. So definitely about time they're doing that for baseball. Now,
1: now will we see that uh, all female core? We've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in basketball. Uh, will we see it in football? I.e. NFL and will we see it in baseball during the playoffs? Now that's what I want to see.
6: Baseball probably more so than the NFL right now, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Think oh, give us you your reason yeah. why. I, I think you gotta give I, I think there needs to be more women in the booth first in the NFL before you can have an all female, all female group like that. So so not yet. Definitely I can see it though for baseball come playoff season. I agree with that
0: with Christine. You got yep you, you got uh you know Jessica Mendoza kinda of like broke the moan. I know Jenny Fitch has done some, you know, T V work mm-hmm. too in baseball. So yeah, just because you know, softball and baseball, yeah, while totally different, there are some similarities as well. So you'll see that probably more now. The NFL is gonna be a little bit tricky. You know, you could probably get me Amina Kimes in there. I know Beth Mullins has done some work for, for CBS, you know, their mm-hmm. NFL coverage the last couple of mm-hmm. years. Yeah, that that might be a little bit tricky, but you know, who knows? I mean, we might see the next year, four or five years, or in this new TV deal when this kicks in next season. So,
1: all right, continue on with the sports media world. This comes to our from our friends, courtesy of awfulannouncing.com. The NFL has talked to Netflix about potentially um, uh, acquiring a stake in NFL media, Netflix and the NFL. Ooh, <laughs> a few yeah. weeks back, uh, the, uh, the NFL c- uh, considered Apple as a possible partner for his major rights and equity, uh, acquisition. Now though, a new report mentions a different tech slash entertainment giant in the midst Netflix via, uh, the, uh, Daniel Kaplan at the, at the athletic report that Netflix uh, was mentioned as a company in the league that has engaged in talks on their remaining outstanding media packages and offerings. Netflix, of course, is less likely to be a player for a property site NFL Sunday ticket, which both Apple and Amazon have pursued aggressively. Amazon, obviously, is getting into the NFL business uh, with Thursday Night Football starting this, this upcoming season. And while Apple has moved struggling to live sports with their MLB Friday Night uh, Baseball package for Netflix, though, so the appeal is probably more on the documentary side today. Yeah. In end. Uh, NFL Fields Division uh, will be their path to get into the business with Netflix.
4: Hmm. Why
6: not? If if baseball can go into streaming service, why not the NFL? Well,
0: yeah. And I think in this case, you know, Netflix is more of like a docu, you know, sort of thing. So that might be, yeah. Yeah, that's probably sort of the best way, you know, to do it for them. So (laughs) I'm
1: not saying don't expand your lane, but like you said, what I just read, well, Netflix is great with documentaries. Uh, I know they had the one about Kanye West, uh, Avon yeah. the black music executive from way back in the day. Uh, so they put out great documentaries. I don't know if they'll do well for live sports, but for documentaries partnering with the NFL and NFL films, that, that's great for them.
0: Yeah, probably better for them to do that than yeah. maybe the games itself. But, yeah, so it gets their foot in the door, You it know, gets their toe wet, You know, their feet mm-hmm. went into you know, the NFL side of things and look, they're looking for a, with, with Joe book on. I'm sure NFL is looking for a new home. So why not Netflix? Christine. Not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, look, we still got a few more minutes left guys. I mean, any other like things, you know, sports nuggets that, you know, kind of, you know, whether it's media or on the, you know, on the course, of course, now there's like a 12 way tie now at, at minus three at three hundred at the masters right now. So. Yeah.
6: Can, can I just say last week, was April Fool's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. fool, and I was a fool and believed it when Julian Edelman tweeted <laughs> that he was going on the Bucks. Because think about it. It was so official looking. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. I didn't see it. The tiny, fine print.
0: Little bitty print.
6: Oh my. I, <laughs> it. I think ah! I it about an hour or so after the fact. I'm like, oh my God, the dude got me. Because I literally thought this makes sense because a couple days ago, or maybe it was a week ago, he was practicing with Tom Brady. So I'm like, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. you played right into his hands. You think about I can't the, uh, believe it. Well, what do you think about, you know, since we got you here, what do you think about the whole situation with, your know, Bruce Arians, you know, leaving, you know, going to, you know, going to the front office now? Um, Top Bulls takes over and now, you know, Arians who's not afraid to say anything is saying that, well, hey, you know, Bray's making too much taking too much credit for them when the Super Bowl a couple years ago. What do you think of it all? All this stuff that that manifested
6: here. I, in I think there was a rumor going around that uh, Bruce and Tom Brady they they didn't get along. I don't know, they're, like there was some spiral and going like, ah, oh, maybe they're just not like functioning like they used to. Um, but then again, Tom Brady he was at his press conference when he said, "Yeah, like I'm still sticking around, but I'm not going to be the head coach. I'm going to be in the front office." So I think that says a lot. Um, I think he's right when he's like, you know, I wanted to hand off my team to, to someone who I think is, is ready. And I wanted it to be in my own group and I wanted the team to be at par for whoever is my predecessor. And he did that, you know, I, I think Bruce was still a little bit sour. Probably everyone on the team was sour about how they went out last season. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think he's right when he said, you know, I'm comfortable enough and he's, Let's face it, he's one of the oldest, was one of the oldest coaches in the NFL. So I think it's definitely time for, for some new blood to step in. And I think he made the right choice. And from the look of it, just from Tom Brady being there, I, I think he had a little hand in that decision as well. You know,
1: he did. He has the biggest voice in that yeah. organization. They brought him over to have that championship mentality. And during his two years there, they had that mentality there. Of course, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And we mentioned um, the the now – Current champion Rams defeated them in the playoffs uh last season. Uh well, I was gonna say Tom Brady. Uh he like we mentioned he's the biggest voice in that organization. But here's the thing the reason why he came back, two reasons. One, he still has one year in that contract. Number yep. two, yeah, he, uh, he's taking a look at their landscape in the NFC. Yes, the Rams on the Rams. If it wasn't for a couple of turnovers, we would have beat them. Remember, the uh-huh. Bucks only lost to him by seven. The Rams yep. almost gave it away. Let's not forget yep. that. But yes. outside the Rams. Even though they could struggle next year, you never know with injuries and all that. Besides yeah. the Rams, you're looking at the rest of the NFC. Green Bay, yes, Aaron Rodgers is back, but because of his paycheck, the rest of that team is going to look different. Seattle, yeah. no quarterback oh, yeah. as of yet. Will Baker Mayfield go there? We shall see. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Dallas always oh. chokes in the playoffs. So the NFC is wide open.
6: Yeah, I agree. And plus, I think that Tom Brady he never really it's what what we talked about when he first announced his retirement. He didn't really have an announcement. You know, everyone just <laughs> nice. kind of assumed that he was that he was retiring and that was it. So I think part of him was just like, yeah, I have a year left on my contract. I think I'm sick and tired of Giselle giving me a honey to do list type thing. I'm kidding by that. Um, but then <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I think he didn't leave on his own terms. I think the world just kind of assumed that he was finished. And just from the from the ending of of last season, I knew I'm like, yeah, he's not going to go out like this. Like he's got to do something bigger, you know. Well, and yeah. also
0: too, you got to love the fact that you know I'm sure he's got a lot to prove. Silly feels like, and like you guys have all said, I mean that 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 NFC is still a winnable. You know, it's still winnable. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, why not? Why not play out that last year, of the, that contract?
1: Yep. Yeah, so uh, I think Adam, Adam Schefter from ESPN tweeted this out when, when, was the news that uh, came out that Tom Brady was coming back for his final season. Uh, when uh, Whenever Tom Brady won the Super Bowls in an even uh, year, like 2016, <laughs> 2018, right. 2020, Ooh. I was like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So he's I'm sure they had to play know, in his mind good. too. He just didn't want to let people know about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you might be right. You know, and like I said, that, that's a winnable uh, NFC, so why not? Yep. All right. Any other nuggets here before we disperse? We covered a lot today, too, in this last especially in this last I hour.
1: Yeah, Christine. Ooh, let's see. Yeah, she's we have some Tevin uh, technical issues there oh she's back yeah. with us uh, so Christine uh, you, I know you're looking forward to you said the Sox will win 90 games this year you think Dylan Seas will win 20. Uh, do you see any su- other surprises uh, good or bad coming from the White Sox this year?
6: Um, I'm gonna say Michael Kopech just because he, he starts on think-
1: Sunday. Hmm.
6: Yeah, I, I, we didn't see him as a starter really much last year, right? And even mm-hmm. as a reliever, he struggled. I told you the game that I went to, I was disappointed just because I was expecting to see this fiery pitcher, this lights-out guy, mm-hmm. and I didn't get that. So I'm hoping <laughs> he got his personal stuff figured out and he can mm-hmm. just focus on the game. Yeah, but that's probably. I think that's probably one of the reasons. It wasn't
0: just the injuries. It was all the personal, the personal yeah. stuff that was going on off the field. So now that that's, you know, has settled, you know, maybe now that we'll get the Michael Kopeck that has expected. So, you know, this just crazy. So we you're looking forward to the Masters, you know, of course, you know, finishing that up. You know, I'm sure it's, it's probably going to get down to the wire, folks. You know, we saw the conditions. I, I follow uh, three-time champs, or Nick Faldo on Twitter. He said that the, the conditions are brutal. Of course, you know, he's been doing CBS. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see this for the past like 10 years i think so yeah so it's gonna get interesting too
6: the wind is definitely affecting things today for sure we had a couple of windy days out here in south dakota and my joke is i think we gave them the wind in in augusta (laughs) probably
0: probably so so yeah but that's a lot of fun you know finishing up you know the NBA season is finishing up as well so you know, be interested to see how the Bulls finish at the very least. Hopefully they can finish on a high, so that should help a little bit. Also, too, some other, you know, great stuff as well. So, a lot of soccer, you know, Formula One's back, you know, this week too as well. So, yeah, a lot of sports this week, folks. So, you know, check out, you know, all this stuff's that's going on. So, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we are very busy at this time of year with baseball being back. And you mentioned the NBA playoffs are right around the corner uh, and uh, this is great. The Stanley Cup playoffs will start in a month, of course, without our Blackhawks, but uh, we'll get through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get through it. Of course, we have the NFL draft, which we'll uh, cover uh, more deeply as we get closer to it, right here on Second City Sports.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting too. A lot of a lot of deaf here, and also too, unfortunately, no first round picks for the Bears. But we'll see if they can maybe you know pull off some things. We'll see if you know, Ryan Poles has some tricks up his sleeve. So we'll talk about that as we get closer and closer to. Uh, Draft time in a couple of weeks. With that said, though, you can follow me at Kenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kino on the IG.
1: Follow yours truly, Cindy Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at 80 Once again, it's ck 80 That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can catch uh, Second City Sports, the podcast. At War on Anchor, you can subscribe to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Christine, where can people find you on the social media streets? They can
6: find me on Twitter at CMeneca underscore KXRB. Right down there. Here. There we go.
1: All right. <laughs> Great stuff. Make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to two PM Central Standard Time. Live right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more game, as Christine and the kids would say. Catch <laughs> Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to two PM Central Standard Time. Live in the Living Color, exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
0: All right. So, folks, enjoy all the sports out there. Stay warm out there, everybody. If you're not going to get vaccinated, wear a mask, wash your hands, and be good to each other. This has been Second State Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. For Sid and Christine, I'm Lakina, and we'll see you next week.
1: We'd like to thank Titus Williams from WVON and Christine Manica for joining us today on the program. Till Monday, go Sox. Holla. Yeah.